This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Pivotal Conversations podcast. It's your host Kyle and today's episode is one that I am extremely excited about you guys listening to or for you guys to listen to it. I think it's probably one of the best conversations I've had um, with an individual on the podcast and it's one that I think everybody is going to just get so much out of. Uh, on today's episode, I, I was lucky enough to have a conversation with Ben Pakolsky. Um, you know, Ben's an ex-professional bodybuilder, he's an educator, he's a mentor, he's a podcaster. R- really anything Ben does, he's quite successful at. And I think that speaks true of um, his principles for success, but, you know, really who, who he is as a person. And that's one of my big beliefs is that, you know, the success we achieve is a representation um, of, you know, uh, who we are. And, uh, well, that's if, if you're living with integrity, but that's something we, we chat about on this podcast. But, you know, I think Ben is, ben is world-renowned and he's an expert when it comes to living your greatest life. And that's a big part of business. And so it's something that I really just, you know, I thoroughly enjoy discussing that with him. And, you know, uh, we also have a, a really good chat about around um, our shared view of spirituality and success and um, and achievement and, you know, the role that they play together and in a kind of integrated way. Um so if you're a business owner, I'm really looking forward to you hearing this and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to you listening to this episode because I think this, this conversation is extremely important um, and it'll give you a huge insight into a different perspective on success. You know, um, we live in a world where it's kind of, I think I, I personally think people are attached to hard work, um, you know, and, and working hard is fine. I'm a massive advocate for that, but I think what um, myself and Ben kind of discussing this podcast is it's not the only way um, and it's a very one-sided view there's a not there's a whole nother um, uh, side to the painting or side to the picture that hasn't been painted and and I think that's really what I know I strive to do for most business owners um, and I know Ben shares that view as well um, so some some of my biggest learnings from this podcast was Ben's trilogy for living his uh, for for living as his higher self I think um, it's something that I haven't really kind of heard before and something that uh, I think is, new, you know, quite uh, quite authentic in in the way he speaks. And I think it's something that we can all get something out of. And, um, you know, another is the only path to success is finding fulfillment in the process. And that's something that, you know, I think when we can engage in the process of business unconditionally, um, I think it becomes very fulfilling and that's where we start to get maximum output and I think that's something that we cover in the podcast that um, can speak to a lot of people out there who are on a journey of any achievement whatsoever. Um, any of you guys out there that are currently trying to achieve something back against the wall, um, feel like you're struggling, feel like you, you know, you're, you're, you're flat or you're plateaued and um, I think this conversation and that principle in itself is something that's going to help you guys a lot and really how to overcome negative associations with emotion. I think that's something that me and Ben both share in regards to, I obviously talk a lot about mindfulness and metacognition and consciousness and, you know, Ben talks about um, it in a, in a really articulate way on the podcast, which is something that I think personally plays an absolutely massive role. I think, you know, in business, uh, in life, in achievement, whether that's weight loss, whether that's fitness, whether that's business, whether that's your career, you are always the limiting factor. Your mind is always a limiting factor. So, you know, becoming more aware and, and learning how to manage that is just a tool that can become so, uh, so important. Uh, you know, I absolutely love this conversation, guys. It's with someone that I hold in extremely high regard. I think he's probably one of the best in the business when it comes to the mind-body connection. Um you know the success principles in that realm um so i definitely hope that you get a lot out of this as well um before we jump into the episode though um we have some really exciting news coming up uh the pt mastery program uh is well and truly um underway again for this year we have three massive workshops coming up um some huge inclusions into the the team such as jamie smith ben Kant, holly sinclair will wang charlie valor um 
just some absolutely amazing guys to add to the um, uh, guys and girls. Sorry, um, some uh, amazing. T- team members that we've added to our team on top of some already amazing team members to bring a program that you know helps business owners achieve more um, within their life within their business and really just become better business owners Um, but something else that's really exciting is we've just launched our business insider subscription so what this is is going to be a whole heap of absolutely jam-packed value into from articles to video series to tools on how to grow your business to building wealth to investing um, to budgeting to cash flow or just a heap of different value that we're going to be delivering for um, to everyone via email um, every single week and it's absolutely 100% free all you have to do is head to our website um, join the mailing list and this will be launching next Monday Um, so and we do have limited spots so we're opening up to 30 spots only um, on the mailing list for this insider subscription it is 100% free Um, so first in best rest guys before we close it off we want it to be exclusive to people that really want to grow and last but not least another thing on our website um, I'm sorry for holding on this long, but we have some really, really great tools on there. A lot of free resources that you can download that will help you with some of the key elements of your business, such as strategy, um, cash flow, branding, all of this stuff. Um, you know, one thing that we've got on there is the PT profit system, which is a cash flow system that can guide you to creating more profit in your business and um, have more available cash and create stability. Um, and it's literally free on the website. You just have to download the resource and it'll be shot to you in an email. Um, and so just head on over to elitevitalitymastery.net. Um, that'll be in the show notes and you'll be able to find that and take a look around. Um, and lastly, just make sure that if you are enjoying this podcast you subscribe um, and if you're getting some value out and you think other people um, you know this episode is a is an episode that other people should listen to please give it a share um, any support that you show is much appreciated uh, i hope you enjoy the episode guys i know i absolutely loved um, recording it and listening back to it it was just one that was action-packed full of value i'll see you on the other side welcome to the podcast man always a pleasure buddy uh, I've got a million questions. There's one that I heard the other day, um, which it was actually on Tim Ferriss's podcast, and he was talking to Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing podcast, by the way. I haven't read any of her stuff, but I got a book right there. It's uh, she's. I've been. I kind of neglected that at the start. Like I kind of ventured in and wanted to have a look. I actually got sent uh, her TED talk by someone, and for some reason, I um. I, I didn't get into it and then, you know, I've only recently, I don't know why, maybe the lens that it's When the gone. student is ready, the teacher appears. Um, so I'll tell you why I haven't. Is, is, uh, I see such a parallel between her and Wayne Dyer. She's, it, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I have not read her stuff, but it seems like it's a regurgitation of Wayne Dyer and I'm a huge Wayne Dyer guy, so yeah. I just kind of read the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they asked the question, where's the line between excellence and self-acceptance? And... I think the reason that it was such a great question is because I think... Tim asked that question of her? Yeah. And I think um, it, was, it was a great listen, but I wanted to ask you because it's excellence is your thing, right? And intelligence and... I don't, I don't think the two have to be mutually exclusive, right? Like, why can I not seek excellence and self-acceptance? Uh, it may be the ultimate expression of self-acceptance in, in, in as much as like everything I do, I love, but I still want to, to give my greatest to the world, mm. right? Excellence for me is showing up for you and showing up for these 30 people we just taught today and showing up for my family and showing up for myself, showing up with integrity, showing up with honesty, showing up with love. Why wouldn't I, right? And not because I owe it to anybody, because I owe it to the universe, man. Like, cause that's, I'm only here for a short amount of time and excellence to me is every minute of my life is how do I be my best? You know, this idea of living your greatest life mm. in a body you love requires, I think, owing it to yourself effectively and maybe just for lack of a better description, it's like, man, show up. And uh, that's why I want to commit to excellence is because I want to hold myself to that standard to show up for you, to show up for my children, to show up for my team. Right? Why wouldn't you? Mm. I think it was like 
the thing that I kind of looked at was like maybe what is that line? And like, for instance, it's like I think gratitude comes to mind. Like it's like – and the reason is because I think so many people juggle this. They're like, you know, how how hard is too hard or like – and it's probably – for me it's the wrong question but I wanted to get your opinion on it because I know that you'll be you'll probably be able to articulate in a way that I can't. But Well, I don't know that it, there's such a thing. I think, um, you know, we spoke about this today. The idea of the autonomic nervous system gives me a really good metaphor is – I want to be able to push the pedal to the floor as long as I know how to use the brake, mm. right? Oh, and the steering wheel, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, man, I want to go as fast as I can in this life as long as it's not reckless. It's in the right direction with the right intention and integrity and with, you know, the right, ultimately, uh, the right love of my heart and the right intent mm. rather than, uh, you know, just being afraid to go to places for fear of judgment or fear of lack of acceptance or whatever, like, man, give it, give it your all. And I, I don't think it has anything to do with self-acceptance for my, maybe like if you think deeper about it, perhaps, but I don't think it does. I think it has to do with um, maybe self-actualization. You know, when I know that where I'm going is the right direction, when I know what I'm doing is coming from a place of love and, and intent, uh, positive intent, mm. why would I do anything less? Mm. I couldn't imagine. Right. If I'm if I'm uncertain whether or not my intention is good, like if I don't know if I kind of want to do you harm or do you good, well, that's completely different. But, but I think if I'm everything I'm doing is coming from a place of uh, altruistic desire to help and altruistic desire to ex be my best and contribute to every everything that I touch, I couldn't imagine anything less than self acceptance. Do you think it has a bit to do? Because I think what I'm I think obviously a lot of people um, struggle with negative self-talk and, uh, you know, uh, falling short. And, and obviously it's a, it's a perception thing, right? It's like the, w the way you're seeing um, experience and sure. these kind of things. Like um, how much do you think it – how much do you think self-awareness or, or consciousness and, and this kind of – obviously this is where we, we start to – mean you can start to go into places that we love to talk about, but – for the people at home you know when we're kind of like going okay we'll sit down and meditate right like this is where the that resistance is is that self-talk is that inability to sit down with oneself for any longer than five minutes um or you know sometimes 30 seconds so you know i think especially on the on like if we're, if we're really tying it into it to what to this realm of business that that i mean a lot of these our listeners are going to be talking or kind of um be experiencing you know, I think what is that line or how do we how do we get to that place where, you know, for instance, we can work hard and fail and be okay with that? Um, because I don't I don't believe in failure, right? And mm. maybe that perspective is is necessary is it's all the ascension of a mountain, man. Like, are you gonna take a misstep one day? Of course. Are you gonna fall? Maybe. Get back up. No matter I really believe this. At some point in your life, you must ascend the mountain or you perish. Mm. You can do it one step at a time every day, or you can fluff around for a little while, not take steps and realize, oh shit, I got to catch up with everybody else. But I think the ideal scenario is you take one, two, three steps a day, you're progressing in the right direction. And I, I don't think it needs to be this failure conversation. And I think that, again, is where many people slip up is fear of failure is, is just the wrong perspective. I don't fail. I may not do things to the fullest extent. I may learn a lot. Like I open businesses intentionally so I can learn a skill set. I'm like, is this going to be a positive ROI? I don't know. I hope so. Mm. But like, I want to. I want to learn. I want to ask better questions. I want to learn by experience. Like reading a book to me is very useful to open a door. But the only way you step through that door is by doing. So, I think perspective on that is uh, failure doesn't exist you learn always life's about learning i opened my gym why did i open a gym not because i wanted to have a gym mm. i wanted to learn how to run a gym i wanted to learn what that looked like i wanted to design it i wanted to buy the equipment i want to have an amazing place and just make it a playground it's like buying a lego set it's like i just want to put this thing together see what happens what can i put together at the end no, that's it that's so every business owner out there acknowledge that you know we talked about this before we started you have your let's call it a 20 year plan or, or, or the big picture plan. I don't like to put a timeline on it necessarily, but like the big picture plan, what do I want to do in my lifetime? Well, I know what that is. Uh, I know my why. 
And it may change, it may shift, or I may get a new one when I get there. Mm. But at the very least, in, in this moment of my life, this is my why. I hope it gets bigger. I really think I'm on, this is so it's funny, so meditation has been very much around, uh, I think I'm, I'm not thinking big enough. So I'm putting myself in circles this year to think bigger. Anyways, point being, that's my compass. Everything's gonna have to point to this. So now when I, as we spoke about, as I'm building skill sets and I'm making decisions based on what I should be doing in my life, in my business, in my relationships, in uh, my spare time, it's all ultimately pointing in that direction. So it's either contributing to my growth, my knowledge, my joy, my happiness, my relationships, but all these things, I know my values and I know where I wanna go and how I get there, I have no idea. But as long as I'm pointing in the right direction, I have. I think at some point it's going to become much more clear what the biggest rocks are to to focus on first. Mm. What brings me the most joy? What brings me the most fulfillment? What brings me the most ROI on my time? That's it. So I think the big, I believe, and again, I've struggled with this for many years, like many people, you just don't have clarity where you're going. And, and the metaphor I use is, or the example, I was on the Mr. Olympia stage twice. Mm. Why? Because I said I was going to do it. And I didn't have any other option in my brain. Same thing with this big picture goal. I have no other option in my brain. I have no idea what it's going to take to get there. And I truthfully don't care. I'm just going to keep going relentlessly until I get there. Reading the books. With, you know, it's, it's, it's relentless uh, consumption, relentless learning, relentless. Uh, you know, and learning can be books. It can be uh, you know, opening businesses. It can be partnerships. It can be you know, get, putting yourself in the right rooms. But it's all learning. And then eventually I go, ah, I see the path. Right now I don't see the path. I see the, I see the destination. I see the star in the sky, right? It's, mm. it's the big bright star. I'm like, I see it. No idea what's going to come between there and, and here. I want to make it the straightest line possible, but I don't know what that looks like. For sure. I think, um, I, I don't know who said it to me, but like doing things for the experience rather than the reward. Right? Of course. Like it's, and the reward is like, you know, we all, like, and you said it, right? You know where you want to go. But it's the only way that you can achieve that is through the experience because that's what creates the path. Yeah. What's a reward? For, for me, like waking up this morning, seeing my children smile, there's no greater reward. Mm. The fact that I get to come back here again and, and this morning, wherever I am in the world, and I wake up and I go, I'm alive. My heart beats in my chest and I don't do anything. My lungs breathe. My you know, legs move. What more reward would I want? Like, what else do I possibly need? Now it's like, okay, well, now how can I use this gift to serve, to help more people, to love more people, to, to impact more people? What else do I need? Like, a reward for me, like, what, what, make it $1,000, make it a million? Give this shit. It doesn't matter if you don't enjoy the day, mm. if you don't appreciate the moment. Like, fuck, what's $100 million? If you hate yourself, if you hate your, your life, you hate your, your anything, your family, mm. it doesn't matter. So learning to find the bliss in now is the key to success. And I think, you know, so you, you brought up the example of why, how do we get people to maybe become more present and uh, change their thoughts and, and, you know, maybe sit down and meditate and become more conscious mm. and present. What an interesting predicament to even have to ask that question, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, do you want to wake up in the morning and have absolute clarity on the answers to all your questions, absolute clarity on where you're going, absolute focus of mind and the ability to think through any problem like deep like a chess master or do you want to wake up with a the mind of a squirrel right like chasing a nut oh there's a nut over there oh there's a nut over there nut over there your choice and to me that seems like a no-brainer yeah like man i, I want to have a brain that uh, i can sit with my eyes open or closed and think through a problem three levels deep four mm. levels deep and i go oh i see the outcome that's going to happen this happens. I see how these things tie together. I see how this fits. This is my solution. Mm -hmm. This is my path. Or just be reacting to everything that comes in. Oh, there's something nice over there. Let's go get that. There's something nice over there. Let's go get that. You're ultimately an animal. You're a squirrel. Or you're a very highly conscious human. It's your choice. And you have to sit down every day and create your mind mm -hmm. or the world will create it for you. I think that's the thing, right? Like that's the thing that I, that uh, probably scared me the most when I, it was the most and liberating feeling in the world but it was also the the scariest was the the time the like mindfulness creates the choice like mindfulness gives you the choice in how you react or what you react to and for the the reason it was so scary is because for so long i wasn't doing it um and, mm -hmm. and the most liberating thing was well now 
I know uh, the, well, the, the skill, right? Because that's what it is, the skill of, of being present and being able to do that at any particular time is what gives me that choice. Um, I, I think this, this culture we live in and maybe the, the age, not, not person's age, but the age that, you know, this, this society really glorifies doing. And uh, I think that, you know, this idea of crushing it and you got to get up before 30 and you got to go, 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 go. Eh, right? Eh. I'm very, that, very much that guy for a while. You're still that guy, I think. It, and, and sometimes I am. But what if I'm working hard on the wrong thing? Right? Yeah. And that's it. So how do I know? Well, you don't until you sit down and think about it. Sit down and meditate on it. Sit down and, and ask yourself, why am I anxious? Why am I tired? Why is my brain not working the way I want it to work? And realize all those things can be resolved mm. with just some not doing, but instead, as I said today, being. Mm. And what's being? Well, being is, is being present in your body, being present in this moment and just feeling what's the right direction, right? So there's this, this kind of trilogy that we put together, right? So you have intelligence, sentience, and agency. So intelligence is your mind, sentience is your heart, your ability to feel, and agency is doing. And that's the way I kind of frame my life, man. It's like I want to have a balance between thinking, feeling, doing. What, most, what does most people do? Doing. doing. Not a lot of thinking, not a lot of feeling. And I think there needs to be this beautiful, we talk about these trilogies, right? I think that's the trilogy mm. is, is how do you think, feel, do mm. in relative portion. And they can shift according to your, the phase of your life. But I think being aware of it, and, and again, this society since you know maybe the 1900s has completely shifted away from sentience. There's no feeling. Just do or react or respond or consume or, or what, you know, keep up with the Joneses. Mm. That's curated. Um but I think this idea of, of accessing those systems of intelligence and sentience allows people to live at a higher level. Yeah. And if you want to live at your, as your highest self, it must be all three. Mm. I, like my stepfather, Kevin, he, um, he's had a massive impact on me. And one of the things that he said to me early on, I completely didn't understand it. And he said, you don't get in life. You don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life who you are. Right. Um, and I didn't get it, you know, for so many years. Um, and and now it's starting to make sense sure. and it's like in relation to what you said and you know um i got to present to our students for the first time like properly presenting and something that i've been working on which has pretty much been pioneered by sam harris was like well i think everyone places so much um importance or or emphasizes their um beliefs their values uh, their morals um but without consciousness and uh, metacognition and mindfulness these kind of things how can you truly live aligned like it's like or even know what they are it, that's what that's what i mean like yeah. you, you know it's like the yeah. and i don't know it's as i said it's been pioneered by so many different people that like input but you know for me it was like i've almost created like this venn diagram on a graph like because they all intertwine but it was like and it was a it was an aha moment um, and it was kind of like well Everybody has the, these this, this top piece to the puzzle, which is like critical thinking and, um, you know, morals, ethics, beliefs and these kind of things. And, and everybody's missing this, this kind of this initial or the, the foundational part, which allows you to live aligned to those, right? Or actually create them based on what truly. Sure. So almost like a reflection, like a sentience, yeah. the ability to sit there and think about it. Because again, we're disconnected from our emotions. So when we feel... You know, if you live with anxiety, you, instead of instead of taking a pill to mask your anxiety, you should say, okay, well, why is it there? Mm. What is it in my life that's out of alignment with my dharma, right? This idea of dharma being my, my purpose, maybe. And uh, how do I know my dharma? Well, feel. What what just makes you, your, light your soul on fire, just mm. fills you up. And clarity may not be there because it may be multi-purpose or multi-layered. Multi but, uh, you know, sitting with that is just missing. Like, how do I my life's purpose? I have no idea what your life purpose is or how do I find out? Well, sit there and, and feel. And it's just so odd in our culture. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure it was it was just commonplace in, in you know ancient China and ancient India, but just we just kind of gloss over it. And I, I think it's intentional. Like I th as I said, I think it's been it's been intentionally removed from our culture. Um get, not getting into that stuff, but I think it's intentionally been removed. I have a really good document I'll share with you about breathing and mm. um how breathing should be taught in schools 
to be able to teach people one emotional regulation, two sentience, um, you know, three accessing different states of consciousness, just breathing. It's this really brilliant 17 page document that everyone human being should read and share with you. You can share with the audience if you like. And, uh, again, why doesn't a child get taught this? Like, Hey, you know, that feeling you feel right there, this is what that is and feel that sit with it for a little bit. It's not a bad thing. It's not your enemy. Mm. It's just an awareness. But yet we are told that that's a label, right? It has a label on it. Kyle, you have something, Kyle, you get something. No, it's just an awareness, man. Why is it there? Okay. I see, I see you. Hey, thank you very much for telling me I need to do something about this. Now let's go change. Like, I like awareness. If I had, if I didn't have an awareness that there was a snake over my right shoulder, I would be dead. I like those things. That's the sentience. I feel these things. But yeah, we just oh, block that out. Don't worry about that. Let's keep going. Ah, we got to learn to pay attention. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's like, that comes back to what you said before, right? Like when you wake up and I, I actually listened to it on your podcast today when you said you, you lay in bed and you would breathe and and feel what it feels like to breathe and and just be grateful for the fact that that can happen um and it's like i i think that like that's probably what's missing because of the hearsay that's going on in the mind right like it's like sam harris is like fuck man i, I don't know where i'd be without him he's, to be fair yeah, <laughs> like he's great he's um yeah. he's pioneered a lot of this for me um and, and probably you know millions of others but it's like that whole uh concept of if you're thinking about the past or the future, you're not in the present moment. And it's it's impossible to feel gratitude. Like you, you can't feel gratitude while you're lost in thought. And it's like, because that's what thinking about you the past or the you future. You can't feel is. anything. Yeah. And that's why I start my day that way, man. It's like, you know, if you take just a minute to realize, one, you're alive. That's been said. Two, you're breathing. You're not doing anything to breathe. So something is breathing me ultimately, right? Something is making my heart beat. Something is making blood flow through my veins. Something is making the, all this blood stay in my veins. So in my, you know, we're, we're 99% space, yet this stuff stays as one solid expression. Just thinking about that. My eyes work. And I don't have to do anything for that. My mind works and it thinks. And then I don't have to think. It's so interesting. My mouth works, my legs work, my nervous system works. I have electricity running through me. Wow. Interesting. And I could sit there and I could ponder it. And I actually try to feel it, right? So I'll try to feel my muscles contract. And I'll feel my heartbeat in my chest and I'll feel my lungs breathe and just feel. And then it turns from that into like, I feel myself, the inside of my body. So I'm present, not only outside of my body with you in this conversation, but I'm present in the inside of my body as well with my breathing and my heart rate and whatever the feeling I have in there that I can choose to really pay attention to and zero in on. And then I'll shift my focus to like creating emotions intentionally. Like how can I create gratitude? How can I create joy? How can I create love? Or at least acknowledge it being there already. And it's always there. It's always right there when you need it. You don't have to go out and get anything to, to accomplish it, right? It's always just right there. I can create it. Now imagine if I created it every single day for 30 days. Then what happens when I'm you know, in need of something, quote unquote, I'm in need of alcohol or Xanax or whatever the hell else people consume to feel good. Oh, I just need to like go into this part of my mind and feel and it's right there. I don't need anything. Why are we taught this? <laughs> like you can create all these emotions if you just take a minute to pay attention. And it's, yeah, so uh, working, what, what are some of the anchors that you use to obviously uh, keep these skills at their at their absolute prime on a daily basis. Cause I think, you know, one thing that um, I learned and especially from you, you know, anytime that I was feeling the need for something, it was usually because my anchors had disappeared. You know, mm -hmm. the, this, my, I was kind of grasping on for something to make me feel a certain way when really all I needed ever was myself. But it was usually because of my anchors that had slipped away from sure. me. So you, did, you didn't have time, right? Yeah. yeah we don't have time for our anchors. And then you realize like, Oh, if I would just do that, my productivity is 10x. Mm. So what was your question? Ooh, what, what are some of your anchors? What yeah. are some of the things that you use? Um, so to be honest, my emotions are my anchors. You know, I have my kind of daily rituals where I'm like, hey, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm, I do my, my gratitude and kind of my brain, my body scan. And then uh, I do my meditation. Uh, and then I allow emotion to anchor me. And like, I love the awareness. Um, I love the idea of awareness. 
Um, so if I go through a time where I feel something in my body, I like to become hyper aware of that so I can use it to direct. So I like this, you know, this concept of emotions just being energy that can be transferred. So if I have an energy building somewhere and I could feel it, whether it be anger, fear, or, or angst, or, or whatever, wherever it exists, I'll acknowledge it, not place a label on it, and just realize, hey, I can take that and transfer it into some other energy expression in my body. And I like to use that as something that I transmute. Because I think everyone gets emotions. And rather than judging and saying, well, I don't want this emotion, I can just say, well, well that's just energy. How do I let it flow through me if I want to dissipate it? Or how do I then transmute it into something that's maybe productive? So I'm a very emotional person, I think. And to deny that would be denying who I am at my essence. So rather than denying it, I say, okay, I feel this. Thank you. How do we take it over here? Mm. Well, I think like one thing that you said is like, I think everyone's an emotional person. Right, like Maybe. the reality of it is, is that they're there from a survival standpoint. They're instinctual. Like they, if we didn't have them, we wouldn't be where we are. But I think the thing that you said that really resonates is obviously the ability to deal with that emotion internally. Because the only like I was reading, I read it in a book somewhere, and it's like the only way to, if you don't deal with emotions there and then, the only way for you to release the pressure valve is to either project it onto other people. Um, or it turns into things like anxiety and these kind of things. Yeah. And it's like, this is where you either implode, right? Or you're just projecting it, right? So the only way that you can feel good is by releasing all of this and just dumping it on someone else's plate. Or, you know, this is probably where judgment comes in, right? Like judgment as a thing, as as a, a mechanism or whatever it is, right? It's like, well, judgment doesn't just occur with other people. Like judgment will occur with yourself. And usually it's that, inability to deal right subconsciously you know that you're feeling a certain way about yourself but you haven't spent time to actually look in and and understand it and work with it and then like what you said is that transfer right and like most people uh because i know i did it for so long man like i went through anxiety i went through that kind of stuff because i wasn't dealing with it i wasn't taught how i didn't you know the like you said it before right like I, sometimes the world tries to take this stuff away from us but it's like the thing that really helped me was again same thing like being able to deal with these things in the moment and understand it and then transfer it yeah so feeling right and being able to spend three minutes put a timer on spend three minutes with it like hey i realize i'm not gonna die i use it with you know a good analogy with exercise that i'll get to in a minute but i think it's this reality that we need to acknowledge maybe even as children you're taught internal and or you should be taught internal and but you're taught external coping strategies right mm -hmm. so we always have internal external you and i talked about this so we're taught Kyle, I don't feel good. Go watch TV. Go eat some ice cream. Go do something outside of yourself that makes you feel better. Mm. Or maybe we should be taught, oh, how does that feel? Tell me about it. Let's explore that. Now, do you like that or don't like that? I don't really like that. Okay, let's change it. Let's just realize that at any one time, we can either change our perception of it or we can redirect it and go, okay, well, I don't really like the way that feels. Well, let's not make that feel that way anymore or like let's maybe just acknowledge that it's not scary is it so the, the example i use in exercise <clears throat> some people don't like exercise why don't they like exercise well chances are they probably had a bad experience or they have a bad association that doesn't actually mean you don't like exercise mm. it just means you haven't learned how to like exercise yet so i could take you in the gym and i could smash you and make it hurt a lot and make it really burn and like make it really uncomfortable and you're going to learn to be fearful of exercise even more or i could take you in at exercise and go hey what is it you don't like about exercise? Oh, I don't like that. I don't like when it burns. Okay. Well, here's what I want you to do. As soon as it starts to burn, let's stop. I'm like, okay, great. Next day you come back. Okay. Well, now you know, we did this many this time. Now we need to see if we just did like one extra. If it burns a little bit more, let's just explore that and see how that feels. Okay. I'll do that. And then, so you, you just, you know, the, the metaphor is getting one step closer and closer to the proverbial fire. Mm -hmm. You know, so as a professional bodybuilder, I lived in the fire. I craved the fire. I knew the fire was my friend. I knew the fire I could, I could, I could take home to mm. warm me and cook my food. I lived in the proverbial fire. But most people go near the fire and they get afraid. Holy shit! I don't want to do that. I get burned. But eventually, you do it often enough, and you you can walk into the fire. And I think that's the reality with emotions. If you if you sit with them just for a moment, you realize, oh, well, this is bad. I can deal with this. 
And then you can maybe change that negative association or that negative label that's been placed on it, not by you, but by somebody else who came before you, who told you what that means by society saying, you have anxiety. Eh, I don't think I have anxiety. Maybe I get a feeling somewhere in my body that you've labeled as anxiety, but maybe I could just take that and say, oh, there's something here that I want to change. Maybe it's a, a defi chemical deficiency. Maybe it's a physiological thing. Maybe mm. it's a psychological thing. All of which I can go, oh, I could just change that. Now I'm empowered. I'm no longer a victim to my emotions. Now I feel like, hey, man, I feel pretty good about this. I'm pretty confident. Now any emotion that comes to me, I can, I can dominate this. And I never have to stress about emotions. Right? I know I can overcome anything. I know I can walk into any situation. There's nothing short of success ever. I've already created it in my mind before I walk into the situation because I'm no longer a victim to my emotions. I'm no longer a victim to my environment. I am in control. That's power. How, that was, that was amazing. But it's like, how, how important is that for business? Like, I think, well, not really just business, but everything. But the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And if you want to be a victim to your body, your mind go good luck it's not going to be success you can change anything so if you're a victim to your emotions you walk into any business relationship you by default will at some point become a victim some people succeed quote unquote in business financially being a victim to their psycho the psychology but it will always come back to bite you man it will always whether it's later with your emotional management or depression or and would you, if I said right now, okay, you, I'm going to give you a hundred million bucks, but you're going to have incurable depression for the rest of your life. Would you take it? Fuck that. I'd rather be fucking broke living on the beach in Hawaii. <laughs> like, yeah. right? Like, forget it. So, because I know that I can build something. I can ascend this mountain with integrity and morals and passion and purpose. And eventually I get that end result, even though I don't, it's not about the end result. It's about the journey. Uh, or I can do it in a way that, you know, expedites it and, and uh, you know, is not parallel with happiness and joy. And I think acknowledging that the only path to quote unquote success is in the process. So I need to say, uh, you know, how do I then become an owner and responsible for my life rather than a victim to my life? And that's everything in life. And I think, again, just acknowledging this reality that the way I do anything is the way I do everything. So if I choose to be a victim to my anxiety and I just decide to take a pill to cover it, it's your choice. Well, it, it's, it's, you, you're not dealing with it, right? And it's like, yeah, it only, it only leaves us when you're asking. Or, and I mean, I get the, I get the temptation. I get the necessity even sometimes to, to take those things, but carve time in your life to address it. Because the deeper you go into masking it, the harder it is to unwind it. Right? Just stacking more things on top and on top and on top. And that becomes who you are. It's mm. a big problem. That's going to then transfer into your relationships. Because now I see this little problem in my relationship. Instead of addressing it right now, I'm going to mask it. I see this little problem in my business. Let me just throw some tape over it and put it in the corner. I see this problem with my children. Ah, no big deal. Let's mask it and throw it over there. Man, that's a terrible way to live. And I lean on Jordan Peterson for this stuff. Who I know you're a fan of, man. Is, man. You know, this idea of we all have little dragons running around and, and it's like, don't feed the dragon, right? Don't feed the little... Cause this is a good what, video, this one. Yeah, because what happens? You know, he gets bigger and eventually he's going to come back to bite you ultimately. So we all have these little things and we drop little crumbs on the floor and the dragon comes out and eats mm -hmm. it. And yeah, it's so interesting that, you know, the dragon is that little thing that you're like, yeah, I'm just going to sweep it under the rug. No big deal. Man, we'll deal with that later. And eventually you keep feeding that thing and it's going it's to bite you in the butt. And I think learning that early with emotions, with relationships, with everything, business, and I got to deal with this stuff. Otherwise, it's going to become really, really big, and then that's where the anxiety just over, overcomes you. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the, the world, the internal world creates the external world. Like, And when you start to understand not just that as a saying, like I think people are like, yeah, 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 I know, but when you actually understand that, you know, obviously when you're sweeping things under the under the rug, it's yeah. like you're not dealing with them internally, which means that you're right. going to be projecting, right? Or, you know, maybe it's the, the little white lie or like whatever it's it just is. how you show up, man. Mm. Like we know so much at an unconscious level. Like we, you walk into a room with me and you already know everything about me before I open my mouth just by your perception and likewise, right? Mm. So how do you show up? It's just nothing to do with what you say, man. Mm. And then I learned this from parenting, right? And I always say that my children hear nothing of what I say and see everything of what I do. And that's the same in every dynamic. We're just animals and we feel. Um, so do you, do you show up with absolute confidence and absolute certainty and, uh, you know, absolute um, 
passion and love and integrity. Or you show up with someone who's disconnected. People feel it, man. People feel it in your energy. They feel it in the way you mm. move, the way you look, the way you sound. Mm. Your voice, man. Your voice. I know everything about you from, by your voice, right? Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Don't, oh, I know that for sure. We well, used to jump on calls and you'd be like, what's up, man? <laughs> right away. I don't need to see your face. Yeah. Um, but how do you know that, right? What, you know, how do you know? Here's an interesting thing that if you, want to think, if you want to ponder on. You know whether the girl you've just met is, is someone you're interested in or not. First, by the way she looks. But second, and this seals the deal, by the way she sounds. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Why do you choose that voice over that voice? Where some voices are just annoying as shit and you don't want to listen to it. And some of them are like, I could listen to this person talk all day. And, and some people resonate with one person, not with another. Some people have this you, you, you know, ubiquitous voice that everybody loves. What's that about? Mm. What is it about that person's voice? What does it say about them? Right? Because realize your voice changes as you evolve as a man. It changes as you know throughout life. And that's an indicative uh, quality that says where you are in life. You know, is it is it high? Is it low? Is it deep? Is it well, you know whatever? Um, that and then there's so many layers to that unconscious you know, awareness. Mm. Um, and so that's that's this idea of showing up is you show up as your highest and best, and things just come, man. Opportunities just get thrown on your plate because people want to be around people that make them feel better that make them love more, that make them just ultimately shift their life away from who they are. Like you want to be around people who are like the way you want to be. So, hey, I want to be like that. Okay, well, let's hang around people like that. If you find them, if you know where you're going and you find people who are already there, then you automatically just migrate. Here's the catch. You got to know where you're going. You got to know where, where you, what the end result is. Otherwise, how the hell do you know who you want to be around? Mm -hmm. Then it's just this big mishmash of like, this and this and this and this and then you're confused and you're like i have so much information in my brain i have no idea how to summarize it so again set a destination i send this with my clients too. set a destination if when you get there you've decided it's too small or it's not right shift but set a destination and move toward it with vigor and rigor and passion regardless if it's right or wrong so if you sign up with me now for coaching it's like hey what's your goal i don't care if you decide three months in that it's not right we're gonna go we're going to finish it. If we, if we set this $100,000, $100 million goal in business, we got to get there. And until we get there, there's no distraction because you have to prove to yourself that you're the type of person who sees it through because mm. that's the only person that matters. Mm. Nobody else gives a shit. I have to prove to myself that if I say, hey, I'm going to do this, I got to do it in integrity, right? And there's many ways to get pulled away from integrity. And we're both guilty of this. Um, but you got to set the type of goals that make you stretch, make you grow, make something of you to achieve them and fall through. I think that's what allows you to have tenacity, right? Like that certainty. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like understanding what that end goal is. And mm -hmm. then I think, and I think you like from what, like listening to you talk a few times, like it's like you, you've got a, like a, there's like a saying, right? And it's like, I think everybody has it. Like I know I do. And it's like, if I continually understand that, if I can describe what that kind of end point is in like a sentence, and I can use that sentence continuously and it just represents so much, right? Like it's like, it's not just that sentence. It's like, it literally determines my values, my actions, my behaviors. It's like, and then, you know, I, if I, if I tell people that, like, and, and that's what I say and I have to live by it, right? Like, and, and it doesn't matter because what, what other people think about me, it's like, it's the internal perspective. It's like, that's all that matters, right? And it's like, I, I I've got a saying, right? And it's like it, it totally encapsulates what that end goal is for me and it tells me who I need to be in every moment. And it's like it's it it's so helpful. Like uh, I want to be the best dad in the world. That's it. That's it. Dude, that's why we like each other. That's why we value. I mean you listen to my podcast. Yeah. That, that's my I didn't have kids yet, but it's like it's my number one value. And uh man, so we you and I will have a lot of great conversations around that because you have no idea how much that elevates once you have children. Uh, man, and, and every every dad I talk to, not every, but many, that becomes your highest value. The only thing that matters, uh, and obviously why it matters to you doesn't matter, but the mm -hmm. fact that you have that mission, uh, man, I've got so much value to offer there because you know I've certainly had my moments where I'm not the greatest dad in the world, and having a high level of awareness, not only of yourself, but of their perception of you. Because as I just said, they hear nothing of what you say and see everything of what you do. You can talk all day about being the best dad in the world, but if you don't be 
the best dad in the world, be a wonderful person. You can't, you'll never be a great dad, mm. right? The ability to intellectualize it is futile. The ability to embody it is everything. And that's the same, isn't there a metaphor there, right? The ability to intellectualize fitness is common. The ability, the ability to embody it, very uncommon. Same with business, intellectualize it, great. Embody it, ah, now, right? So there's something to be said there, man, because um, you know being a great dad is very subjective mm. uh, to their perception. You know, if you, if you have, if you're blessed to have more than one child, you realize that what you say is not what they hear. So now you have to think on this meta level where you're like, okay, I said this, but their brain heard that. Okay, so how do I make sure the words that come out of my mouth? really really clear and really concise and really precise it's very different it's made me a better communicator mm. i think more about speaking with my children than i speak about that i think about speaking with you or with anybody because i'm so hyper aware of what they're going to perceive as opposed to what i actually say here's why we all have a story about how our childhood went and it's not reality it's not reality no it's your perception of reality. And the re I'm so grateful for my children making me aware of this because two of them can be in the same room at the same time and I could say something to both of them and they completely perceive it differently. Uh, I'm just like, and, and it'll come back, you know, two years later. And you're just like, what you interpreted that and you interpreted that. How did that come out of that situation? Mm -hmm. So I have beliefs around what my childhood looked like. It's complete nonsense. Like, here's why I say that because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened in your childhood, right? It really doesn't. It formed who you are, it, and it was perception. So rather than placing a judgment on people, on events, you can now honestly say, well, whether or not that happened, I have no idea. It doesn't matter, mm. but it made me who I am. Why does it matter what your childhood was, right? It doesn't, um, but it made you the person you are. So learning to be grateful for it is what I've learned to do. And literally, hopefully, remove all judgment and attachment to everyone who impacted me in some way that at the time I deemed as negative. Um, because it wasn't. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I think it definitely resonates as well. Like, um, so we, so, we both had our stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for so long, right? Like, it yeah. was the one, it was probably the thing that held me back the most. And like, this year was like one of my best years for growth just as an individual. And I think it come from releasing the shackles of what that story was. Yeah, your belief around why you can't is why you won't. And my belief around my childhood held me back. My belief around my body held me back. My belief around my finances held me back. Question your beliefs, question everything, brother. And this is maybe my greatest lesson in life is, you know, I have many amazing mentors that have allowed me to question what I perceive reality to be. It's all nonsense, man. Mm -hmm. it, and it doesn't matter, does it? Why would I live in the past? Why would I think about it? I mean, ultimately, it certainly has formed you and still lives inside of you in the nervous system. But if you can release it and learn to live in the moment, ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's just made you stronger, hopefully. I think that's why mindfulness is so, so pivotal. Like, it's like without it, like, you're letting that, that story dictate how you see the world in the present moment. And without it, like, you don't, you can't question that. Like without mindfulness, you can't question it. It's really interesting too, man, because there's so many people that are so eager to help you access your past. Okay, you know, let's talk about that. Mm. And that seems like a really popular thing to do. And, and I'm not convinced that it's necessary. I'm not convinced it's not necessary. But you know, is it living in your nervous system? Probably. But do you need to bring it to the surface to let it go? I don't know. I don't know. Like... I don't, I don't think you do. Yeah. Because I think like naturally it's like, well, that story is what's dictating the next moment for you. But mm -hmm. it's like if you learn the skill of mindfulness, then it doesn't actually matter because it's like you can choose not to listen to it. Like as long as you can – because the only reason you would actually go back and talk about it with someone is purely to bring that to conscious awareness because it may not be happening. Like think about it. If you're unconscious to why you're feeling a certain way and somebody goes, why do you feel this way? There's a deeper level there. And this, this word has really come into my radar in the last 12 months and it's identity. Mm. So rather than um, beliefs, beliefs are, are one level of it, 
but identity is a completely different level. Mm. So who is Kyle? And if you ask that question, it's very complex. Uh, why are you the way you are? And how do you identify, um, you know, are you a smoker? No. Okay. Why not? Well, you know, who are you at your mm. core? How would you explain yourself to somebody who's never met you? Who wants, you know, an alien comes in, you want to explain who I am. So your identity has been formed based on not reality of who you are, but your perception of reality and how you've adjusted your reality based on the acceptance and love and all these things. So I think there's an interesting exploration there that says, you know, these unconscious experiences have formed how I, why do you wear the hair, your hair that way? Why do you wear your, that shirt, right? Why do you have a beard? Mm. Something has made you made that make that decision. Why do, you, why do you speak the way you do, right? I could tell you. Like I already know. I, yeah. This is the conscious awareness thing. Like it's sure. like, you know, I could, uh, you know, I could tell you why I have a beard. It's because most of the guys that I've met that have been, you know, male role models in my life mm -hmm. have beards. For some reason, I don't know why. But Why do you feel you need a male role well, model? Well, that's the thing. I don't know why, right? <laughs> right? But yeah. in my head, I'm like, that's why. I yeah. could tell you right now. And it's like whether I've thought about it, that's been unconscious previously, but it's like, well, the guy, the people that have had impacts in my, uh, an impact on my, my life and my growth, they've all had beards. <laughs> and it's like, well, cool. It's like, distinction. And, it's and, weird, and, but yeah. it's like, you know, that's that, that, that lens, right? That's that perception. And it's like, well, I, you know what? <laughs> like, uh, this sounds fucking weird and I'm glad we're talking about it because <laughs> people are going to laugh and they're going to look, but it was like, I, I had a bigger beard. <laughs> And like, I had to question why I didn't want to cut it. Like, it was like, well, why don't you want to cut it? And then it was like this, this like, it was, I don't know what it was, but it was like, it was that, it was me gripping onto it. And I was like, well, no, no, now I've got to go the other way. Right. It was like, so I, I cut it, like I got it down to a sure. three and it was like to question that, to, to think about it, to, to go, well, you know, why? And I actually kind of in my head, I knew that this was going on. Right. So until you became aware of it, it was unconscious <laughs> and you have these, all these unconscious layers that are absolutely impacting everything we do so much more than we're aware of and so i think it may be interesting to explore the past but i don't know and, I, and i'd love to talk to someone who's much smarter than me on this mm -hmm. stuff and actually explore it. maybe there's a book and maybe there's a podcast and i don't know but like exploring your past is very very interesting i don't know like i said i don't know if it's necessary but it's certainly an interesting exploration again I, i've had some interesting things happen lately where i started exploring questioning my childhood I could think about it and talk about it all day on, on many sub levels deep. Mm. But I think the audience would get bored. So. Yeah, yeah. I got one last question. Um, and it's one that we ask everyone, but the, the name of the, the podcast is Pivotal Conversations. And it might, like, the reason I named it that is because I believe conversations are life changing. Like, I can pinpoint probably three or four that just went, changed everything for me. And it is that change of perception. But is there, is there one that comes to mind? You don't have to kind of go into detail with it, but is there one that comes to mind for you? But I've had a lot of amazing conversations. Um, you know, I could probably name five, but this sounds really odd. But the one that comes to mind, actually one that comes to mind often is my son. And as much as that's really weird um, to watch, my son is extremely, extremely special as an eight-year-old boy. But watching him perceive the world and asking him questions about how he perceives the world has really allowed me to embrace questioning reality versus perception. And I think that's in impacted my thought process more than anything in the last 24 months mm. is this idea of seeing the world through a lens rather than reality mm. and perception being reality to you right it may not be reality at all but it is to you and allowing me to understand that or at least explore that on a super deep level has made me a better teacher it's made me a better coach uh, just this idea of being able to see the world through your eyes mm. so every time i talk to my son i'm so interested in his perception he's got some incredibly unique ability to think on this really deep level, much deeper than most adults I've ever met. So I ask him questions and I just, sometimes his response is like super, super closed off. And sometimes I'll prod and, and push a little deeper and then he'll come up with something that's just like mind blowing. And I'm like, wow. Um, 
and I just sit and, and, and see the world through his lens for a moment. And I think that to me has been the most pivotal conversation that I've had because that may be the greatest gift of all is being able to have a conversation with you and rather than see the world through my lens, mm. see the world through yours intentionally. And this comes back also to something Sam Harris makes you do, right? Is this idea of like, okay, now stop and look at who's looking. Like, oh, so I'm seeing the world through somebody else's eyes and viewing myself through somebody else's eyes and viewing every scenario through somebody else's eyes. And, and to be able to do that takes a huge amount of presence um, and ultimately conscious consciousness, conscious mm. thought. So uh, to keep in that alignment, I would love to, to entice the audience. The next time, and the, re the reason the beauty of children is they're not in a rush. Mm. So I'm having a conversation with you. It's like, hey man, I gotta be here. You gotta be there. Like we got children. So like, I'm just here. They're close to, ne to neutrality. Yeah, right? I'm just here. Mm. And uh, so I just sit with them and we just talk and I have no ulterior motive and I have no intention. I just want to understand him. And I just want to show him that I'm there to listen and I'm there to love him. And man, what an interesting opportunity it is to have a conversation with anybody with no you know, intention. So here's what I think. I'd like for everybody to have this in their life. If you can start exploring it and put it in, in your, your awareness to find it, find someone in your life, not to be a child, it can be anybody you can have a conversation with, with no fear of judgment on anything you say or do on both ends. So you can just explore your thoughts and their perceptions and Ask, ask questions without judgment. You know, that's one thing that I think I do a pretty good job of bringing to the world is I could have a conversation. And you know, you know, I've had many of these. Mm. You could say anything to me. And I'm not going to judge you, man. Like, okay, great. That's interesting. How do we then allow you to navigate through this to proceed up, onward and upward? So sitting and having a conversation with someone, non-judgmental on both sides. And just see if you can feel what they're feeling see what they're seeing man and if it's your child, children maybe even better but that to me is such a unique interesting dynamic because i know there's no bias i know there's no bullshit it's just real i think that's if you could have at least one person in your life aim to have one person in your life maybe your spouse hopefully right um what an amazing opportunity to, to um, improve yourself and improve your understanding of human dynamics and how you show up in the world by choosing intentionally your words and your perceptions and not placing judgment on other people because their perception is different than you. And mm -hmm. so many la layers deep as to why that would be useful, right? It's, it's huge. Like I think um, that as a skill in general is, is like even just like if we just put this and pigeonhole it like it's as a human definitely but even bet like more so as a coach like i think your ability to to see the world through the person in front of you's yeah. lens and especially if they're hurting mm -hmm. like i think that's well, everyone's hurting at some level right? yeah, yeah and that's what i mean is like if you can see it through their lens and like right. you know you said it before right like when we talk about judgment but it's like judgment in itself is a thought like it, it actually can't happen in the present moment if you're 110 percent consciously listening to someone you literally can't judge like so it's like mm -hmm. i think that's the most powerful tool is like right. that ability to be present for the person in front of you yeah and it it, it ties in because it's like it's it's it is that skill and then that that in itself it can start to trickle into yourself right like if judge if you're judging someone else there's a fair chance you're judging yourself. One thousand percent. So here's the the next level of that, right? Is is because it's an eight year old child, and the words coming out of their mouth is not necessarily a reflection of their feeling on the inside. And it's the same with adults and parents. As I said, when you're a parent, you'll realize children hear nothing of what you say and see everything of what you do. And it's the same thing if I'm having a conversation with you that's honest on every level. Mm. It's just because you're saying something doesn't actually mean it's reality. Mm. It's your ability to express it. It's your decision to express in this particular way. Maybe your limitation in using words. So trying to see past the words they say and hear what they're saying mm -hmm. in from their soul. It's a really interesting exploration, right? It's like, I don't want, I'm listening to the words, 
but am I feeling what you're saying? And this, this I've, I've explored this recently, is having a conversation that's purely from feeling rather than intellectualizing. And we've all been there where you get so deep into a conversation, it's like, uh, I didn't have to think, it just flowed. Mm. That's it. It's like talking from your heart, talking from your soul, rather than talking from your mind, thinking through how am I going to respond? How am I going to react? What's it going to do? How am I going to manipulate this conversation to go in my direction? None of that. Just feel. Mm. Like, can I, can I hear your words? Not what comes out of your mouth literally, but what comes out of your soul. That's a really interesting exploration. Maybe sounds esoteric. I don't know who your audience is, but uh, yeah, like, uh, I think it's important. Like, uh, it you know may be I mean? the most important thing uh, that an human can do. It's like if I can feel what's coming out of you. That's why you and I had a unique dy- dynamic because I heard what you said, but I was listening to what you were saying, not mm-hmm. verbally, and that's so important, man. Because I can feel that there's there was always something there. Like, hey, man, tell me about that, and I'd let you speak, and then I'd be like, oh, there it is. Let's go there. Right. That's the dynamic that everyone hopefully can access at some point. I think like it's a quantum field as well, right? Like it's like that that exists. Like there's no doubt about it. And it's it can be foreign to many of us, but it's mm-hmm. even foreign to me, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like I know a little bit, but definitely not a lot. Um we're gonna finish up. Um that was a, a beautiful conversation. Um I enjoyed it, man. Like it's 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 really good. I, I'm I'm blessed to kind of be able to put this uh, do podcasting i think like you know it's one of the the best jobs in the world in regards to oh, great right? just the ability to learn and have conversations and especially like this like conversations that really matter for people like i can no doubt about it say that everybody listens to this is going to take one little thing away sure and, uh, and whatever like you said with that book it's like whatever your mind says to focus on in that moment that's what you needed to hear mm-hmm. maybe it's not ready you weren't ready for Brene brown right now you are mm-hmm. and I, I remember that for the first time my awareness was uh, when i read the seven disciplines of execution first time i read no seven habits of highly effective people um the first time i read it i read two chapters with gaps it's nonsense mm-hmm. i don't want this the second time i read it which is probably a year and a half later two years later this is the greatest book I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't why did I stop reading this before? When the student's ready, the teacher appears. So if this stuff sounds like absolute nonsense to you, I apologize. Come back and read it and listen to it in eighteen months. Maybe it'll be different. Yeah. That's the beauty of life, man. Shows up. I think you know. One last thing is that it, it, for everyone listening, it just it it, it emphasizes the point that you're exactly where you need to be. Like it's like you know, um, if things are hard, if things you're struggling with things, like you're exactly where you need to be and you know work through that experience it feel things and you can learn you can learn from it and grow and move forward there's a beautiful uh, application exactly what you just said right there so you know most people in, in i'm guessing follow your coming for business and you say okay well in your business what's the number one thing you're trying to do well i'm trying to acquire more leads and i want to grow my following i want to grow more clients okay awesome but being exactly where you are right now I can't be in more places than here. I'm just right here with you right now. So what can I do then right here, right now to get you the best result possible? Mm. If I do that, then what happens? Cool. You you now become an advocate for me. So rather than me just standing here being one advocate for me, I've just created one more advocate and I've created another advocate because I'm present in this moment and I'm impacting my family, my friends, my neighbors, my peers, my team members. If I can create the greatest amount of impact for those people, they get behind me and my mission. Now all of a sudden, instead of me having to stand there and shout, I got a huge choir behind me shouting the same mission and message because I helped them. I think in, in business, that's it. Be present, mm. right? Have great conversations and help in any way you can. And you'll have this huge number of people going, wow, that, he's not really a bad person. He's actually a really good guy. I really like this person. Let's help him. And we can all help each other. God, isn't life easy? Isn't life grand? Rather than like, hey, how do I get more followers, man? That's the hardest thing though. Like I think it's, 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 we all have that business of that, that time where business goes from like this really uh, selfish endeavor to that realization that like, fuck, I can actually do something with this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's my one wish with what I'm doing is like internally we have like some, some really kind of uh, more deep morals and beliefs that, we, you know, I make these guys sign a contract now that, has nothing to do with, you know, um, legal, legal stuff. Like it's, and it's everything to do with how they act and their behaviors and who they have to be. And like one of our things is people, not money. Like it's like when we're with each other and we like we're family. So it's, we treat each other like family. And to do that means that we don't, money's important, but we treat each other 
as people, right? And people come first. Yeah, one of my biggest targets for 2020 is to create a business with people that's exclusively based around everyone contributing their passion. So you only do what you would do for free for the rest of your life. Mm. And I only do what I would only do for free for the rest of my life. And where's the, where does it all line up? And, and if we all contribute ultimately just pure passion, imagine what will happen. Why doesn't everybody live that way? Like what, what is the thing you just like, holy shit, this lights me on fire. I just want to do this. Okay. Path of least resistance. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I do that and, and find a small group of people who are at my level in maybe different skills let's push and like what is this how does this align let's all do this from an altruistic place of just wanting to help make the greatest contribution and help the world whatever that looks like in whatever direction you push you're gonna crush it because it's like man i'm so passionate about this i love this let's all create this common mission toward working something doing something that's going to change the world that's how you change the world right that's why elon musk is going to mars and that's why he's staying in a tunnel and like he's got an amazing passion mm -hmm. that people if he, he just throws it out there and people go I'm, I want to do that. Mm. He's absolutely insane. But that's why he succeeds. So. Yeah, 100%. All right. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me.